episode 78, my favorite GPTs so far. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the ChatGPT Report. I'm your host, Ryan, and I'm here for another great episode with you. For starters, we'll run over some small ticket items from a couple of AI artists I'd like to promote. And quite frankly, I do it because I can, and I think their stuff is worth following. To another AI movie, and finally, some of my favorite GPTs. You might not be totally impressed with my choices, but again, I try to say, I, I try not to just say here's a list of ten GPTs for just filler, just to have filler, and you know half of them aren't that good. I'm going to cover three that I think you should really take a look at that I find helpful. So, why don't we get started? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we dive into that, I have a small footnote here. Steam, the video game distribution service that most of us have, recently announced, quote, we are making changes to how we handle games that use AI technology. This will enable us to release the vast majority of games that use it, end quote. This is where the fun starts, I think. I wonder how this announcement will affect game makers and those that use AI for it. Eam, or at Emmanuel underscore 2M, who posted this, has some more information, and I will tag their post on it if you want more detail, because they actually dive into it a little deeper than I will here. But just keep that on uh, on your ticket items there and take a look at that ticket items. What am I, what am I even saying? Just keep that on the t- uh, note if you're looking at video games with AI. They might be coming out sooner than later and have a lot more involvement in there. But again, that was Eam on X. So for today, let's run over a couple AI artists I found recently that I really think you should give a follow to. I'll cover a few here, and to be honest with you, I might even make it a segment because it is fun finding these people and looking at all the artwork they're making. But regardless, here they are. Rod Sean does a lot of futuristic artwork, a lot of sci-fi. And if you know anything about me, I love a good future world type of artwork. I think I like it because in the day and age where movies and stories are often repeated, I love a good old-fashioned world building, right? Even though they are just a simple picture, they paint a cool world, and I love that stuff. Also, his artwork looks a lot like uh, if you lived back in the 50s predicting what today would look like. So it really looks almost overly futuristic. Pretty neat. I really like his stuff. His name is Ishan, I-S-H-A-N, but his tag on X is R-A-D-S-H-A-A-N on Twitter or X. And I, like I said, I will make sure to tag them in this as well so you can find it on X as well as LinkedIn. Secondly, David Clark or Diesel, which is D-I-S, D, excuse me, D-I-E-S-O-L on X, came out with a short story with AI generation called 
Borrowing Time. It's an impressive little episode and really showcases the possibilities with AI-generated images and AI-generative narrative. I like it because it's got some real cool cutbacks that I think are really cool, almost like one of those detective shows you see on Netflix and whatnot. Really solid, so check it out, and it's only three minutes, so you, you can definitely give it a second there. And finally, there was a really cool tutorial that Dave Villava, or V-I-L-L-A-L-V-A, posted back in October. Now, this was three months ago, you know, and I'm just now getting wind of it, so keep that in mind. But regardless, it was helpful. What it was was a four-second clip that he made with AI in under an hour, and in his thread, he goes in to explain how he does it, with questions being answered like why it worked and how he got the video along with what tools he used. From the actual prompt to the video editing editing, to even the sound design. For those non-creative types like myself, this was extremely impressive just to have a layout of how to go about it and creating a quick little clip like that. I think a lot of times you'll see people create and then they have to use, you know, a bunch of different apps and they don't, you don't really know where to start. And sometimes you don't even, you're, you're kind of sitting there just thinking, man, I... Do I have to get all of these? And it seems pretty overwhelming. But Dave does a really nice job of concising this work and telling you exactly what he used and how to use it. I'll take the post like I always do. But please go check that one out. Very impressive. Im- impressive. And thanks, Dave, for showing that to us. Maybe we'll have him on the show sometime. If you know him, tell him I'd love to interview him because I think he would be an awesome interview to talk about design, what he uses, and his process. In a recent address at the World Economic Forum in Davos, OpenAI CEO Sam Altman emphasized the crucial role of energy breakthroughs in the development of AI technologies. He highlighted that the power demands for creating and running large language models like OpenAI's ChatGPT, Anthropic, Claude are extremely high. And these models require the use of thousands of graphical processing units, or GPUs for those of us that uh, use that term, but... I always like to be reminded that it's graphical processing units because I feel like GPUs is what everyone says. So for my little brain, I like the, the, <laughs> I like the, the actual word for it. Anyway, uh, GPUs for the training cycles. Altman pointed out that without a significant advance, advancement in energy solutions, it would be challenging to sustain and scale these AI technologies. And his statements reflect a broader consensus among experts who believe that either a revolution in AI training methods or a breakthrough in sustainable energy production is necessary to advance AI development. And this is in line with, with his belief as Altman personally invested $375 million in 2021 in a fusion energy company called Helion. A fusion energy, which involves fusing lighter atoms to form a heavier atom and release energy. Very complicated stuff. I'm glad I don't have to go into detail on that. And it's seen as a potential zero carbon solution for meeting the high energy demands of AI technologies. However, the viability and timeline of achieving a working fusion reactor are still uncertain, with predictions ranging from a few years to potentially never within our lifetimes. Uh, Helan initially claimed to have a working fusion reactor prototype ready by 2024, but it's unclear if the target will be met. And this investment... I'll, obviously represents uh, Altman's largest to date and significant portion of Helion's total $500 million fundraising. As an aside team, I, if you know, if you listen to my podcast at all, you know I work in construction on the sales side of things. And I have to tell you, the amount of data centers going up to handle these types of GPU usage is pretty insane. So this isn't just a pie in the sky type of question that he's bringing up. This is pretty real. Now, 
Ryan's question is, why are we not using more nuclear power? I feel like that could help. I don't know. I'm just a peasant at this point. So honestly, what do I know? And finally, my favorite GPTs so far. Again, I'm coming from uh, I'm coming from this from a perspective of a pretty non-technical background. So if you're deep in the tech side of things and are unearth- unearthing massive GPTs that can change how you work as you know a rocket scientist, then li- this list might not be for you. But again, let's uncover three different ones. Also. I think I will from now on start doing a segment per week of GPTs that I found useful. So this list will continue to increase over time. So this is not a closed list for any reason. And again, I'll link all of these and have them on X for you to find. The first one here that I thought was pretty interesting that I I, I think is, I I liked it as a non-technical person. It helped me understand things more. And that's screenshot to code. Now, again, this is one I wouldn't normally use or wouldn't have any real interest in. But this one is just more of a wow factor. It is exactly what the title says. You screenshot a website or a page of a website, and it'll give you the coding for it. And for someone who isn't a coder, it's pretty extensive as well and showcases everything that needs to be done with this. Now, this one's already a pretty popular one on the GPT store in the programming section, and I can see why. Now, will I use this all the time? Or a lot for personal use? Not really. But to you, the audience, this might be a really fun one to play with and learn more about coding. So I say definitely check that one out uh, if you just want to get into coding or you're just trying to figure out, hey, what, what is this page? What does it take to make this page? Number two, more of a fun one here. The coloring book hero from ChatGPT, it's made by them, is a phenomenal for kids and for getting images for your kids to color. Yes, yes, I know what you're saying. You can do the same with a couple prompts in Midjourney or Dolly, but this makes it super quick and seamless because you don't have to say a coloring book. It, it knows exactly what you want. And again, it's by ChatGPT. And it's, it's one of the top ones. So I didn't do a lot of digging here to find this one, but this one was just more impressive to me more than anything. And also with two girls, you know, a nine, and a two-year-old, uh, I'm, I'm loving m- making them coloring pages and, and, and of all types of different areas so they can color and have fun with that. So again, for the kiddos, definitely check that one out. And finally, the one that impressed me the most, uh, you cannot find it on the top 10 list. I randomly found it on Twitter where I was scrolling one day. I was looking into some threads. It's called Prompt Designer, P-R- P-R-O-M-P-T, and then Designer, in no space, D-E-S-G-N-R. You take any picture and upload it, and it'll give you a prompt to put in e- to put it either into Dolly or Midjourney. To me, this was the most exciting because the prompts I felt you got very close to the original. I can't tell you how much I play with this. It was probably half a day. But it's extremely useful for when you see an AI picture and wonder what prompt they could have used to come up with that image. And then the you know the gpt will get you pretty close or again a real picture as well definitely a top one for me and one i wouldn't want to miss because you can get close to some of these impressive designs that you see online you can because i know a lot of times people will post something and you think man i just i i, I want to I want to get close to that image. And this one, Prompt Designer, will get you really close to those original designs, and then you can adjust it from there. So it definitely gives you a head start on what to do sometimes for that. And you can take a picture and do the same thing. So that is probably my top one for right now. Now, before that, 
or before we finish out here, I do have a promo. I want to promo one more. If you remember at the end of last show, I talked about creating a, ch- a GPT that made every argument or every conversation into a flat earth argument and why the flat earth is true. Just kind of jokingly, I'm sure someone will make that. Well, Ling Lee on X did just that and he tweeted at me. And the model is pretty fun to play with. So definitely check that one out as well. It's called Flat Earther. Again, I'll link it. Pretty funny. And I really uh, want to shout out to Ling for being a listener and for just sending that my way and creating it. Uh, I'm sure it didn't take him too long because he seems like a smart guy. But uh, it, regardless, thank you for making that. I had fun playing around with it. And no, I'm not a flat earther, everybody. This is a thought experiment, and it was funny. So relax. Now, with all three of these in mind and the promo one, I'm sure you've rolled your eyes at least once thinking, Quote, Ryan, there are so many more you could have covered. Why not cover this one or this one? Well, send them to me, guys. I would love to cover them on another episode. If you created something that you really think is extraordinary or one you found that's extremely helpful, don't forget to email me, thechatgptreport, all one word, at gmail.com or DM me on X or just tweet at me. I'd be happy to look at them and cover them for you. So go tell me what I'm missing that's really giving you that wow factor. Thanks team for giving me a listen. Rate and review and subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss a new episode every week on Thursdays with interviews every Monday. Follow on LinkedIn and Twitter at ChatGPTReport. It's the purple logo. Please send an email, thechatgptreport at gmail.com if you'd like to be interviewed or just have, have something to say. Team, I hope you have a fantastic weekend fantastic rest of your week and i think we'll see you monday i think i got an interview coming up for you so take care see you then